This is a question about the movie The Fly. Uh, what's the worst thing to lose to Jeff Goldblum? Your significant other or your foot? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. So here this week with Nick Martucci. <laughs> Hello. And Matt MacArthur. How's it going? And we're going to talk about Jeff Goldblum. Yes. One of the finest actors of all time, I guess. He's an yes. internet sensation, I'll there, say that. Yeah. About time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little meme A little meme these days. Yep. But so, I like him. It's not his fault. Were you uh, a big Jeff Goldblum fan all along, Nick? Yeah, I mean, one of the first movies that I remember loving was Jurassic Park. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that sort of, you know, he's the kind of guy that sort of stays in the background of your mind. So growing up, it's like, oh, there's that guy again. I like that guy. Yeah. Until yep. you sort of put a face to it. And mm -hmm. You're like, oh, no, the guy I love is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I didn't put much thought. I think he's become more Jeff Goldblum in the last 10 years or so. Sort of that silver fox, Jeff Goldblum, just sort of yeah. accepting who he is. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like a, a few years ago, I just sat down with, with a bunch of Goldblum movies and just blew through them. Really? Oh, wow. So yeah. what, did you, uh, what did you go through? Let's see. Uh, Vibes was the first movie I ever saw Jeff Goldblum. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I never heard of Vibes until I saw it on the board. I'm, I'm a little bit of a layman with that one. No, Vibes is one of the movies I sat down with. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know what this is. It's Jeff Goldblum. It's Cindy Lauper. It's Peter Falk. I'm mm. sure it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. I I thought it would be fun. Was it's, it fun? It's not that fun. I haven't watched it since no. I was, <laughs> you know, nine years yeah. old or something. So. I mean, they're fun. Yeah, sure. But the movie is long. Oh, <laughs> really? really? I want to rewatch it. I mean, now. it could be 80 minutes. It feels long. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Jeff Goldblum is a weird guy. Everything that I saw him in, I always liked him, but mm -hmm. I never realized that people thought that he was an attractive man. You know, mm -hmm. I always thought that he was supposed to be like the nerdy guy. Yeah. I thought he was supposed to be like a Woody Allen type. Yes. And then when I went back and I watched The Fly and they have like scenes where he has his shirt off, I'm like, oh, Jeff Goldblum is like jacked. Like, was he's he? like, uh -huh. yeah, he's like in good shape. Good for Jeff. That's what I think his face says something like nerd, and he plays a lot of like scientists and doctors. Yeah, and stuff. I don't think that's him. He is sort of like this weird lizard sex guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you watch him in in uh, the fly. You watch him in Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park you, yeah. you watch him in Earth Girls Are Easy. Yep. And you see, oh no, this is an attractive man gotcha. who just sort of makes you feel uncomfortable and horny at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, let's, here's a question. What's the best Jeff Goldblum performance? What movie is his character the best in? I guess you don't even mm -hmm. say his performance. Mm -hmm. What was just like the best character for him? See, I go back to The Fly every time. Every I know time, that yeah. we've talked about it a lot, but it has every aspect of him. It has that. That nervous, angsty Jeff Goldblum. It has the I know everything Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. It has the naked, flirty Jeff Goldblum. Yep, yep. And then it just has this this horror of all of that just 
coming together and falling off his body. Yes. And, and there's something about that that I don't think has been beat in his career. But, you know, in Thor Ragnarok, he was such a minor character, mm-hmm. but he made the film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, if he wasn't in that film, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wonder what the casting... Do you think that was, like, they were sitting there and, like, it's writing it? Like, it's gotta be Goldblum, or... I don't know. That's what I'm wondering, you know? That that feels like something that had... To, it, it feel. I don't know who else could have played yeah. that character. Maybe they were like, we want a part for Jeff Goldblum in here. Let's write, let's write this character. <laughs> or I'm not doing the movie. Yeah, who yeah. else could have played that? Mm. Yeah. I want Robert De Niro in that role. I, I don't know if I want Robert De Niro in mm. comedies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done, he's done, a done a little plenty bit. of that. Yeah. He sure has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what I want to know is the the one movie that I did watch to prepare for this uh, was The Fly, mm-hmm. which we're going to revisit again. So what I want to know is The Fly is a horrifying movie. There's lots of very dark scenes in it. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know is what do you think was the toughest scene to watch? Like what would what bothered you the most to see in that movie? Hate fingernails. That yes. stuff. That really is worse than watching someone mm-hmm. get their uh, their foot, you know, dissolved off to me. Just when he, like, yeah. tore off his own fingernail. That's yeah. That's when I gotcha. Because, like, watching somebody else get hurt is one thing, but the protagonist I'm identifying it with. So mm-hmm. somebody else could die, and I'm like, oh, that stinks for them. But I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, fingernail came off. That's the worst thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's... What can I imagine happening to me? Yeah. You yeah. can't imagine... Like, the other part that almost got me is when he's doing the arm wrestling match. And oh, rips the guy's arm open. Yeah, that's the one that I was yeah. gonna mention. <laughs> but if you see like him as a fly, you don't. But yeah, I'm with you. The the, the fingernails because you imagine pulling your fingernail off, yeah. and something about that sort of. Uh, gets and it to is you. as yeah. you said, Matt. The protagonist, you know, yeah. he he rips mm-hmm. off his fingernail and it gives him pause, but. When he snaps that dude's mm-hmm. arm, he just like grabs the girl and walks out of the bar. <laughs> he has no remorse whatsoever. Yep. That's great. I wish I had that kind of confidence. <laughs> well, you know, bugs don't have uh, politics. That's true. It's the line, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's the tagline of the movie. I is think. that really? Bugs yeah. don't have yeah. politics. That is a great tagline. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so okay. <laughs> We're, we're going to get to the debate pretty soon, but I, I have to describe this here because nobody's going to see it. It might get cut from the debate entirely, but, you know, we do the no contest portion where uh, I ask questions that didn't make it on the show. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of the week this week was something that nobody could quite see the same way that I could, but it was just so funny to me, is when, uh, you know, the question came in from May Keith about... The Fly is a movie about duality and the body and mind, and when you sacrifice one over the other, and would you have sex with a fly if it was <laughs> with a human fly hybrid if it was guaranteed great sex? And you know, the crowd laughs at it, whatever you yeah. know. And I'm like ready to move on, and then I look out and I see May sitting there, like lounging back, swirling around white wine, and she just goes, "Answer the question." <laughs> <Sean."> <laughs> And I was like, I wish everybody could just see from the stage, just like this one moment, you know? The visual. That Mm -hmm. was very important there. 
Uh, what was your answer? You answered, right? I did answer. I thought you said... Uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. there was a time where he was like still mostly human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, going back real quick, because I want to talk about that a little bit, about fine, uh, would you have sex with Jeff Goldblum? Um, oh, I was just talking about the half... Fly. No, I know. Half fly, half Cause, human. Because this, this... I talk about it in my act, mm-hmm. that specific yes. thing. About the fly about or the about fly. Jeff? No, about the fly. Okay. Yep. Um, because when I introduced my girlfriend to the movie, I said the test of this movie is figuring out the point in the movie that you wouldn't fuck Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. So you mm, sort of... That's a good point. Yes, you, you sort of get to the point where like he's vomiting up his, his stomach acid, mm, and mm-hmm. it's still like, yeah, but I still kind of see him in that. Yeah, he yeah, still yeah. has that... Ge- it's not until like his face peels off and has like that fly head, where at that point it's like, ah, maybe... Does he still have the voice? Yeah, the charm's gone, I think. He wasn't as charming at that point. He was... But I think that that is, I, you know, I call that the Goldblum test, is how far into the movie The Fly you're willing to fuck Jeff Goldblum. All right, final question. I know I said the last one was a final one. <laughs> the final I'll final. answer questions all night. This is a fun one, though. All right. What do you think Jeff Goldblum's wife, Emily Goldblum, uh, what do you think her occupation is or was? Hmm. I'm just gonna throw. Uh, I think she was a uh, a therapist. Okay. <laughs> she was Jeff Goldblum's therapist. Okay. <laughs> and he's just like, how about uh, we both move to this couch? Yeah. And she, <laughs> that's pretty. It would work on me. They met while she was, I think, dancing on his piano while he was playing it. She's like a dancer, Whoa. a gymnast, I think, a circus performer. Oh wow. Yeah. Jeff. Wow, you I got a lot this of this guy. in here. So she is a dancer. She was a retired Olympic rhythmic gymnast. She was an aerialist and contortionist. Oh my! That's the one I missed. Yeah, that's (laughs) he didn't miss that. that. No, he was aware of that. Wow! And on the piano while he was in the middle of a show. So she was. uh, I think she might have been digging for some uh, gold. She was a gold bloom digger. Hey, Uh, how's that, guys? Come on, come on. (laughs) Nope. Okay, we're done. <laughs> All right, I'll leave. One more thing, um, because it hasn't been brought up, and it was barely brought up during the uh, the show. Uh, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension is one of the best movies that he's in. Right. I have it not is seen it. An insane it movie. Uh, Peter Weller, RoboCop, plays Ooh. a uh, neuroscientist, rocket scientist, rock star uh, adventurer. Jeff Goldblum is one of his fr- uh, neuroscientist friends. This was the question: uh, Would you rather be a brain surgeon or a rock star? Yeah, because oh, this yeah, is yeah. both of him in that movie. He plays a character named New Jersey. That's beautiful, and it's it's inexplicable and wonderful. All right. So if you need the next Jeff Goldblum movie to watch, put on that one. What are you guys doing right now? Hmm? Hmm. I yeah, doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I Let's think getting ready out. to go Let's to the eighth out. dimension. Let's do it. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining me today, Matt MacArthur. Thank you. And Nick Martucci. Thanks a lot. And uh, let's see how the show goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On to the debate. These are recorded live at Maggie's Lounge every Friday night at 7 p.m. It's a different topic every week. So come down and join us sometime. Maggie's Lounge in Quincy, 7 p.m. Friday night. This is Pick a Side, Stupid. And
And this week we are talking about Jeff Goldblum. So, yeah, thank you for coming. I know some of you had other plans, and then you're like, this is the topic? I'm in. All right. Well, the categories will be uh, certain movies that he did, right? Like The Fly, Earth Girls Are Easy, Jurassic Park, Vibes. Anybody here know Vibes? Three people? Okay. Or wild card. So if you ask, if you pick one of those categories, you'll get a question about one of those movies. Wild card could be about anything Jeff Goldblum related. Now, to start the bracket round this evening, everybody please welcome May Keith and Angela Sawyer. Okay, May, do you want to go first or second? Ah. Okay, Angela, you can pick anything but the fly. I can pick anything but the fly. Uh, I guess I'm picking, how about wild card? Okay. Wild card. Your question is from Nick Martucci. He asks, would you rather be a brain surgeon or a cowboy rock star? <laughs> okay, uh, well, uh, you can see uh, how I am dressed. I will not be a brain surgeon. Uh, <laughs> But I believe I have the shorts collection to be a cowboy rock star. <laughs> I believe I do. I believe I have not only the cutoff shorts selection, but the sensible shoes and the bow legs that you would need to be an excellent cowboy rock star. Uh, also, I feel like um, if, I, if you're a cowboy rock star, presumably you ride a bucking horse on a stage with lights. Uh, and that seems uh, difficult, but my uh, low uh, weight point will help me a lot with that, I think. Uh, so no horse will be able to throw me into a moshing crowd if I'm a cowboy rock star. I'll be just like cruising constantly on the thing. Uh, also, I'm from Denver, which means Time. I went... So I feel like I have neither the short collection nor the drug tolerance to be a cowboy rock star. Um, I do have the God complex and the anxiety disorder to be a brain surgeon, though. Um, yeah, I do think, I think that, actually, this is kind of weird because Kid Rock's Cowboy came on the radio earlier, and I thought to myself, Kid Rock is like the exact opposite of Jeff Goldblum. Um, so I don't really know, when is he a cowboy rock star? What movie is that? I think that's, what's it, Buckaroo Banzai? Yeah. Oh, I am way out of my depth. So I'm gonna go with Brain Surgeon, because um, I do feel like a god, and I do feel like I'm better than other people, but I would be very afraid to do cocaine. <laughs> nice. Um, I, uh, I can only believe you that you would feel like a god, but I gotta tell you, like, uh, having a live animal between your legs while you do cocaine, that's godlike feeling. <laughs> that's, that's a godlike feeling. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, also, as I was saying, I grew up in Denver, which means that as a child, instead of going to like the aquarium or like a public building for field trips. <laughs> That 
was so good. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like, yeah, I want to fuck up people's brains. My brain has been broken for a really long time. Like my serotonin, dopamine, all that's been really messed up. Yeah, depression, got a shout out. Um, so yeah, I feel like I wanna mess with people's brains, uh, but I don't wanna be a rock star and be in the light because that's people looking up to you, that's people idolizing you, uh, and really, you're just gonna let them down. All right, <laughs> a lot of great points. I'm mostly curious what you're listening to that Kid Rock came on, but... Uh, yeah, it's fine, okay. Uh, I gotta hand the win here to Angela Sawyer. Okay, next up, everybody please welcome Matt MacArthur and John Farrell. Okay, Matt, do you wanna go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. John, do you want to talk about Jurassic Park or Earth Girls Are Easy? Um, I'll talk about Jurassic Park. Your question is from Logan O'Brien. He asks, would you rather be trapped in amber for billions of years or trapped in a car with a shirtless Jeff Goldblum for the duration of a movie? Oh, shirtless Gold Jeff Goldblum. That man is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, you can, only, you can only, if you're trapped in amber, you're stuck there for a while. If you're trapped in a car with Jeff Goldblum, you could have a possible relationship happen. I don't know why, if you ro you're rolling the dice on that, an artifact, no way. Jeff Goldblum, it sh belongs in a museum, and he is living. <laughs> There's no way, I mean, you used to hear him talk about strange things. He used to learn about jazz. There's no way you'll learn about jazz by an artifact standing still. There's no way. You can get, oh man, Jeff Goldblum, he's all, you also get to hear about all this crazy stuff. Like he, his wife, he's 30 years older than his wife. How do you do that? You can learn that if you're stuck in that car with Jeff Goldblum. I mean, you could also die with the, the, I mean, the dinosaurs around you, but you know what? I mean, those options are great. You get to either die of dinosaur or get to see Jeff Goldblum for the rest of your life. And that's what I'm going with. All right. A respectable answer. Um, I'm a real big napper. Um, <laughs> I skipped a ton of cookouts yesterday, and I threw on a Bob Ross marathon, and I just slept. Yeah, it was so beautiful, and I actually took a two-hour nap before this. Uh, Bob Ross is still on, and it was still good. Um, so yeah, I think a nice billion-year nap would be okay. Um, yeah, and then you get to wake up. It's a whole new world. It's you know, it's a lot better than when you when you went to sleep, which is not how it is when I take a nap. It's exactly as bad when I wake up. And I get to facilitate people being in a car with shirtless Jeff Goldblum. If it wasn't for me taking my nap, never would have happened. He would have just been doing math at some university, you know, getting girls pregnant and stuff. And this way, everybody gets to enjoy him. They get to hear his little quips. See, and then something falls on his leg and now he's got the shirt unbuttoned. It happens all the time. That was great. All right, well, I think that's the guy. Time. Yeah. I mean, I like napping too, but I'd much rather nap with Jeff Goldblum in a car, a crust up Jeep Wrangler. That is what I'd rather do. That, that'd be so much better. He's just breathing on you the whole time as we're panicking about dinosaurs ruining our lives. Also known as death, that's what I call ruining your lives. But no, it'd be so much, so beautiful. You get to learn a bunch of stuff as well about archeology. span Unless, 
I mean, why would you want to be an artifact? That's bogus. That's for nerds. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, on the hand, is just so, so goddamn beautiful. And I just want to wake up to him. He is a beautiful man. But what else is beautiful is a nice, polished piece of amber with me inside of it on top of David Attenborough's brother's cane. That's where I want to be forever. I know he can just wrap it on things and say, spared no expense. And I'm right there for the whole ride. Not hearing any of it, I'm long dead. Uh, but yeah, this is a tricky thing to argue. I'm going to say that right now. I wish I was fossilized in amber, but I really do. I hope you guys believe that I'm speaking from the heart. <laughs> Time. All right. I got to hand the win here to Matt MacArthur. Is everybody okay on that side of the room? Good, okay. Um, next up, everybody, please welcome Izzy DeRosa and Mike B. Giordano. <laughs> Izzy, do you wanna go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, uh, Mike, your question is about Earth Girls or Easy. Um, your question is for May Keith, and I guess it's just a, oh no, okay, it's a two-part question. Okay. She asks, you have sex with a hot alien. Does that make you easy or a sexual pioneer? Um, I, think, I think I have to go back to rule number one of pick a side stupid, which is no kink shaming, uh, and say that I would be a sexual pioneer. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's only so many, there's only so many opportunities you have in life to be the first person to do something. And if it's an entire species, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's gonna be in the books for a while at least. I mean, I mean, sure, it, it's, it's gotta be from a different planet, so don't try to be the first guy to fuck a cat because you're not the first guy to fuck a cat. Um, but if it's a Martian, Please, no matter how furry it is, go for it. So I'm saying it makes you easy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say that having sex with an alien makes you easy, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think we need to reframe how we look at the concept of being easy, right? And maybe, it, I wouldn't say it makes you a sexual pioneer, but I do think it's very sex positive. So I think being easy is something that we think negatively of, but it's good. I like easy things. I like, you know? Think, think about it. Would you rather order a pizza and get it made for you and brought to you? That's very easy. Or do you want to make it by yourself from scratch? No, you don't want to do that. You want it ready and delivered hot and fresh. But imagine being the queen of Italy and having the very first pizza. I mean, people still talk about that at Grimaldi's in New York. They, they tell you about the, the very first pizza. They don't talk about the easiest pizza because that's Domino's and it's disgusting. I don't think it's fair to Domino's shame just because it's easy. Um, 
People, okay, so I think the concept of being the first, that's always like a gray area and it's tricky because the person who's the first is usually a liar, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you know if someone has discovered a lot of countries, but maybe not, I mean, I guess you know the first person, but it's cooler if you've, I don't know, entered a lot. So I think being easy is better and it's good. That's Time. <laughs> All right. You're both great here, but I got to hand the win here to Mike B. Giordano. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Ted Pettingell and Alan Richardson. Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, Alan, you can pick from the fly, Jurassic Park, or Earth Girls are easy. Okay. Your question is, um, what's the better power gained from splicing your DNA with a flies? The ability to climb on walls and ceilings or corrosive vomit? Well, I think I'd much rather vomit on someone on the train than climb along the tunnels. So I'm gonna pick corrosive vomit. <laughs> Because I don't think splicing my DNA with a fly is going to make me eat any thinner. So... <laughs> I feel like keeping me as low to the ground as possible is the best idea for me. But I've certainly been in a number of situations where I thought, hey, if I could only vomit, I could steal this kid's ice cream. Stealing candy from a baby, even easier, stealing candy from a severed baby's arm. So, I was going to until you said it. Yeah, he said, you should just forfeit your time. And I was, because, you know, I got some corrosive vomit that I'm really uh, trying to hold down right now. Uh, I should have texted Sean and said, hey, I'm not going to make it today. My stomach's not feeling so great. But I showed up anyway, because I'm brave. Because you know what I would do to get here? I would climb on the walls and ceiling. <laughs> now I see. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry about your corrosive vomit. Uh, if it makes it feel better, it won't like ruin the toilet you puke it up into later. But if it could, that'd be fucking cool. I mean, <laughs> it'd be the only it'd be the only thing cooler than climbing on a ceiling and taking a shit there. <laughs> Although, no time. You know, sometimes they're just questions that, yeah, if you go first, it's a real slam dunk. <laughs> Even if you could crawl up the side of the basketball net and slam dunk it from behind. <laughs> I see it the rest of my time. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Alan Richardson. <laughs> All 
All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and Freedom Doomlap. Joe, do you want to go first or second? I'd like to go second, please. Okay. Freedom, you can pick from Jurassic Park or Earth Girls Are Easy. We're doing... Uh, we're going to do Earth Girls Are Easy. Okay. Your question is from Ken Green. He asks, better intergalactic Jeff Bloom, the innocent, curious alien from Earth Girls Are Easy, or the swaggering douchebag grandmaster from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, um, Earth Girls are easy. Jeff Goldblum, uh, because I remember him in that movie. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok had a lot of shit going on, and I just do, I, I completely forgot he was in that movie. Uh, but in Earth Girls are easy. He starts out blue. He gets shaved, and then he's hot. And then everyone's like, damn, like, I want to have an alien baby. And that probably, is there an Earth Girls Are Easy 2? Because there are definitely some Jeff Goldblum alien babies in Earth Girls Are Easy 2 that exists. Uh, I don't really remember him in Thor Ragnarok. Like, that's, that's how important that movie was to me. Sorry. <laughs> So I'm going to just yield to, uh, to Joe, hear what he has to say about Thor Ragnarok. The very idea of not remembering Jeff Goldblum in a film makes me want to vomit corrosively all over the stage. Look, I think in too many of these debates, we've gotten away from the real spirit of tonight, which is we all want to fuck Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Earth girls may be easy, but that doesn't mean Martians are. You know you can fuck the Jeff Goldblum that is in Thor Ragnarok. He's got an orgy ship. He is DTF. <laughs> you don't have to woo him with your... Like, Gina Davis is really smart. You don't have to be smart to fuck the Thor Ragnarok Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you just gotta be like, hey, I've got a dick. Let's make this happen. And Jeff Goldblum will be like, yeah, I'm putting mine in yours because we're in space. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not gonna argue against that, really. I'm just gonna use my time to say that uh, Joe's fucking right. I forgot, that's right, he was that guy in that movie. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Well, thank you for being very nice. Uh, <laughs> and I would just like to go back to your very first point, and that as a hairy potato, I just, <laughs> I just think that maybe we deserve a little bit of respect to Jeff Goldblum fucking, that's all. That's my platform 2020, baby. <laughs> All right, I gotta hand the win here to Joe Polana. All right, we got uh, just a couple questions in the no contest section tonight. Uh, these didn't quite make it onto the show. Uh, you know, sometimes they just don't have two choices at the end, whatever, but I wanted to share them with you anyways. People submitted these questions. Um, the first one is actually from Joe Polana. He asks, 
For one brief shot in the fly, when Jeff is falling apart, you see a jar containing a detached Goldblum penis. Was that the closest humanity got to achieving nirvana? <laughs> Alan Richardson asks, Earth Girls are easy. Oh, this is about... Um, this is about the movie Earth Girls Are Easy. Alan Richardson asks, I am not Jeff Goldblum. Are they still easy? <laughs> no. It's like a make your own pizza. <laughs> you know? It's a lot of work. <laughs> All right, and our, our last question in this segment is um, from May Keith, who asked, The Fly is ultimately a film about the body-mind duality and the dangers of neglecting one in favor of the other. Would you fuck a fly creature <laughs> abomination if it's guaranteed great sex? <laughs> That's a present, John. <laughs> so, I think... Early, like when their genes first spliced, sure, because he was still human, like you know, like, and he was in great shape. He was doing gymnastics. He's doing like post, uh, post sex fucking gymnastics in his apartment, just showing off. Like you already had sex. Why are you showing off now? And then at the end, no, probably not. When, <laughs> when his face falls off, <laughs> I'd say probably not. I'd be like, that's. Unless his face fell off and then he was like, uh, 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 and then I'd be like, this is still adorable. Yeah, let's, okay. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Nick Martucci and Matt MacArthur. Nick, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Second, so Matt, you can pick from any category you'd like. I'll keep going Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Okay. Your question is from May Keith. She asks, bigger scientific oopsie. You clone di dinosaurs and now they're killing your friends and family? Or you genetically spliced a cat with a baboon and now it's killing you? Uh, anything that ends up with killing me is a much bigger mistake. Because um, friends and family, very loose term for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it would be a lot of fun, you know, just to be like, hey guys, we're going on a little vacation and it's going to be a blast. And then I'm watching them literally get eaten and they're like, help. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to. I'm going to lock the doors and I'm going to tell them, you know what? T-Rex can't see you if you run. So go ahead, you guys run. I'll throw the flare at you in a very Goldblum-like move. Um, yeah, and then just watch that happen. And uh, do you ever hear about those people who have pet chimpanzees and they like rip their eyes out and shit? And then mix that with a cat. I had a really, I still got a scar right here from Lizzie. She was a bitch. Um, my first cat. And so, yeah, even just getting scratched by a cat, I would still rather watch my family get killed by dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, what makes cloning dinosaurs uh, bigger oopsie is how many people involved in it. 
There are so many people that had to double check and triple check data for there to be frog DNA in the dinosaur so that they accidentally turn into women. <laughs> if it's just you, like, genetically splicing something, I've made that kind of mistake. Not on that scale, but, like, I've, I've put tinfoil in the microwave. We all do wrong things with the technology we're given. The bigger oopsie is, is fucking dinosaurs. Especially killing friends and family because I got survivor's guilt real bad. And, uh, you know, it's hard to make friends when you're an adult. I can't stand to lose the ones Time. I've got. You see... I don't feel like like putting the amphibian DNA in the dinosaurs was, was a mistake. I think that those scientists were super progressive. They're like, what if these dinosaurs don't really want to be women? What if someday they're like, you know what, tonight I'm a dude. And what are we going to say? Like, no, you don't have dude parts, fuck you. And then, you know what I mean? And then it's like, you just sound like a Trump voter. I'm like, go let the dinosaur be what it wants to be, fuck who it wants to fuck. And if it ends up killing everybody, well, at least they're happy dinosaurs. You know, I think that's fair. Time. It's not progressive if you don't ask the dinosaurs first. That's called consent. You can't force them to change their gender. You can't force them to fuck. You can't force them to have children. Pro-choice. That's, that's the hill I'm dying on. <laughs> the dinosaur should have the right to choose, just like some women. I have the win here to Nick Martucci. All right, next. Everybody, please welcome Alan Richardson and Nick Martucci. Okay, Alan, do you want to go first or second? Okay. Um, do you want... Nick, do you want Vibes, Wild Card, or Jurassic Park? I mean, do you have to ask? I'm going with my favorite Cindy Lauper movie, Vibes. Great. All right. Your question is from Mike B. Giordano. He asks, Would you rather have the ability to see the past and future of objects you touch? or have a ghost that only you can hear telling you everything? I mean, having a ghost only you can hear telling you everything is depression. <laughs> Just like, yeah, death is cool, come with us. <laughs> no, I'd rather touch objects, see past, see future. You know, you can learn a lot from an object. What if somebody else touched it that, that you don't want to associate with? You know to wash your hands immediately. What if somebody touched an object and it was like Will Smith? You're like, oh, this is an expensive object. I should sell it on eBay. You need to know the past of, like imagine going into a pawn shop and being sure you're not getting ripped off. Nobody else shops at pawn shops. No, I don't need some, some jackass ghost following me around. I'm going to start touching everything. 
Uh, as a person that makes it a point to have sex and masturbate in as many weird places as possible, I don't want to know where objects have been. I like to stay willfully ignorant. I don't need to know who else's butthole touched these curtains. You know, I don't... Like, oh, cool, a used yoga ball. Uh-oh, you know? But you know what would be cool? To be walking down the street and not exhaust myself talking to myself out loud. It would be so nice finally to have someone to converse with. If I'm walking down the street and a ghost like, you know that guy fucked, fucking cheated on his wife, be like, that's crazy, ghost. And he'd be like, you want to go to Popeye's? I'd be like, I do want to go to Popeye's. He's like, you know, Popeye's isn't real chicken. It's fucking, it's just like, it's ground up, you know, chicken baby bones. And I'm like, damn, ghost, shut up. And he's like, no, I can't. And I'm like, let's go to Popeye's, you know? Like, that's a life I'll live. But I don't want to know what's been come on. And I don't want to know what's in, been inside. Time. Ellen. First rule of pick a side is don't kink shame. I want to know everything that's been in everybody's ass. It must work. I want to know everything that's been cummed on. Came on? Cummed on. I want to know if this is a good thing to come on. How did people feel at the end of their experience? You know, I want to know what works for people. You know, I read the Amazon reviews. Time. <laughs> when a doctor goes to stitch up your wound, he puts a glove on his hand. That is not to kink shame. That is because he knows the possibility of that blood. Not wanting to touch this stuff is not kink shaming. It's preparation because... I don't need the HIV that this needle probably has. And why am I touching a needle? I'm not sure. Because the ghost behind me is like, you know what be fucking cool? We should try heroin. Like, that guy's the happiest ever been. Time. <laughs> All right. Tough decision here. It always is with you two. But I think I have to hand the win tonight to Nick Martucci. <laughs> In the finals tonight, everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and Nick Martucci. Okay, so uh, we only got two questions left. They're both uh, wild card. So, uh, Joe, do you want to go first or second? I would love to go second, please. Second, okay. Um, Nick, your question. I'll go with wild card. Great. Your question is from Ken Green. He asks, uh, Jeff Goldblum is a professional jazz musician. Does this make him 10 times cooler, or is this something we need to overlook? <laughs> 10 times cooler. If it's good enough to get a wife that's 30 years younger than you, it's good enough for me. I, I, you know, I think jazz gets a bad rap. Jazz is America's music. You can ask Ryan Gosling, he'll tell you. <laughs> jazz is delightful. And if, and if he's going to play jazz for me, I want, I want Jeff Goldblum 100%. I'm not gonna overlook anything about my fella. If he wants to play me sweet, sweet jazz, he is. 
and then we're gonna spoon for hours. Jeff Goldblum can do anything on the piano and anything to me. I might just be young and naive, but I feel like a wife 10 years younger than me would be really creepy. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of things about Jeff Goldblum I'm willing to overlook. <laughs> jazz is just one of them. It is a known scientific fact. You can't be good at jazz without doing a lot of heroin. <laughs> Which you would think the South Shore of Massachusetts would be producing more jazz greats. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, like, it's just one thing I'm willing to overlook. I'm not, like... It doesn't make him cooler. He's already Jeff Goldblum. Ten times infinity is still infinity, baby. Dare to dream, Joe. Dare to dream. And if I get jazz music, Jeff Goldblum, and free heroin, like, that is the best case scenario. I want, you know, everything. I want... Head to toe, I want everything floating around in Jeff's head. I want Jeff's body. I want all of Jeff. I'm overlooking nothing. In fact, I'm double-taking at Time. things. We are overlooking that he's not, he's not a particularly good jazz pianist. <laughs> I, I, I think that whole aspect of his career was just, oh, Jeff Goldblum? Hanging out on a stage for three hours, the normal length of a jazz concert? Yeah, I'll watch that. Will he say something crazy in between songs? You better believe it, baby. <laughs> He's like, hey, I wrote this one while I was fucking a dog. <laughs> All right, I call it summertime blues. <laughs> I'd watch that, but I'm overlooking something. Time. All right. Well, there's no way that I could pick a winner here, so you guys are going to have to do it for me. Go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group and choose your winner. Your options are Nick Martucci or Joe Polana. I've already set up the poll, so you can put your vote in now. Okay. Well, the results are in, and in first place right now, somebody wrote in Jeff Goldblum, and he has the most votes. But in second and third place, uh, by a score of 11 to 9, our winner tonight is Joe Polana. And yeah, Jeff Goldblum also wins. I think everybody here is a winner also. So thank you all for being here. We'll be back again next Friday. Uh, Monday night's stand-up comedy here at 8 p.m. Pick a side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back again Friday night with more comedy debates down at Maggie's Lounge. You can come join us at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy, 7 p.m. every Friday night. 
We also have stand-up comedy on Monday nights at 8 p.m. at Maggie's Lounge. And I host a stand-up comedy show in the basement of the Poor House on Boylston Street in Boston at 8 p.m. on Wednesday nights. 